Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is November 21st, 2022, and I am freezing cold. Why is that? Well, it's Thanksgiving week, and that means here in the Northeast of the United States, it's very cold. And uh, when it gets cold, things slow down, which is what we're expecting from the news this week. We shall see. Sometimes holiday weeks do have a surprise or two in them. But looking around the news this morning, it does seem like we really are now finally, at last, deep into Q4. Still, there's stuff to talk about. Sit back, relax, we got you. Let's talk about money, and we're going to kick off with the stock market. Spinning the globe, shares are largely down today in Asia. They are mostly down in Europe, and they are set to fall in the United States to kick off the week. Now, note that the stock market will be closed in the U.S. on Thursday for the Thanksgiving holiday, and then we'll close early on Friday. So it's a short week here in the United States, so expect things to be increasingly quiet from here on out, at least in terms of the stock market. Our only other note from the world of equities is that Zoom will drop earnings today after the bell. The company is no longer really the ultimate bellwether that it once was, but it does remain a large and important tech company. We will be tuned in. Putting aside our Bloomberg terminals and picking up our Ouija boards, let's talk about crypto, which I can summarize today in a very simple three-word slogan, sad times abound. The total value of cryptocurrencies fell under the $800 billion mark recently, where it currently rests, and that dollar figure is off about 3% in the last day. Let's put that into some simpler terms. Bitcoin is currently testing the $16,000 level, and ETH is down around the $1,100 mark. Three of the the largest tokens by market cap today are still just blockchain-based dollar equivalents, which I find to be a little bit ironic for reasons that I'm sure you can figure out. Other hilarities abound if you cast your eyes elsewhere in the land of blockchain. For example, Dogecoin has double Solana's market cap, the latter of which is also worth a little bit less than the total value of all Shiba Inu tokens. I don't really know why, but apparently dogs are just big on the blockchain. Now, if you are a crypto bull, this sell-off must seem like the holiday shopping season has come early. If you liked Bitcoin at, I don't know, 50K, surely at 16K, it's an absolute steal. On the other hand, if you are a crypto bear, you might point to the continued ability of blockchain tokens like Litecoin to retain billions of dollars of value as indicative of the fact that there's still some air to come out of this balloon. Bull or bear, at least crypto isn't boring. And next up, a section that I'm calling short updates on big news. And by short, I mean not really that short. And by big news, I mean things that I'm currently thinking about. So Twitter. After running a poll, Elon Musk, the new owner and CEO of Twitter, decided to reinstate former American President Donald Trump. Now, Trump is best known for a chronically chaotic tenure in the White House, for spreading lies about his later electoral loss, and then fomenting an insurrection to try and disrupt the changeover of power afterwards. It's very American that such a figure is running for president again, I would add. Anyway, during his time off of Twitter after getting the boot, Trump got involved with a new company called Truth Social that is working to merge with a SPAC and go public. Now, naturally, given how Trump usually handles his business dealings, there's lawsuits and regulatory concerns afoot. 
Regardless, Trump's account is back up on Twitter and you can read his tweets if you'd like, the most recent of which is dated January 8th, 2021. Now, Trump, and here's the twist, claims no interest in returning to Twitter. So Musk has managed to, and I think this is fair, engender platform moderation concerns that may impact advertiser confidence for no apparent benefit. Elsewhere in Twitter land, the company continues to lose executives, with Insider reporting this morning that the company's head of U.S. content partnerships has also left the company. Musk set out to dramatically curtail Twitter's headcount and to reinvent its culture, and so far he's making headway on both counts. And Musk claims that Twitter usage is currently on the way up. Not bad. On the other hand, Twitter's new ownership and management style is causing rival social networks to attract gobs of new users and even services like Substack to seemingly boost the pace at which they add new features for Twitter users who have an audience and may be in search of a new home. And because the fun just does not stop, how about a little bit about FTX? Now, according to documents relating to its bankruptcy case, the company owes 10 different creditors at least $100 million each. All told, the company owes $3.1 billion to its 50 largest creditors. Now, the upshot, according to its new CEO, is that some FTX subsidiaries are in fact solvent. Huzzah! That's actually good, we reckon. The bad news is that the FTX mess has hammered confidence in blockchain-based assets. Why do we care about that? Well, in turn, it limits consumer interest in crypto projects. And that means that as the story will last at least until the next year, this cloud is sticking around. Not everything is bad news about big companies. Sometimes it's good news about small companies. So let's talk about startups. TechCrunch reports that Wove, an online custom jewelry company, is, quote, injecting technology into the engagement ring buying experience to speed up the time it takes to create one-of-a-kind pieces. And TechCrunch reports that the startup just raised $3.85 million in a new seed round led by Springdale Ventures. That's a new fun to me. I need to look them up. Anyways, how does Wove work? Well, the company's tech offers customized engagement rings faster than normal methods, at least it claims. And according to our reporting, it's about a two-week design experience and an average cost of about $10,000. If that sounds like a lot of money for a ring, well, that's kind of what they cost most of the time. I got married a few years back and my spouse and I both bought one another engagement rings and because we wanted to avoid supporting the extraction of net new diamonds, given the obvious ethical concerns there, we bought antique rings, which wound up being good fun. Now, we didn't save a lot of money doing that and Wove is not exactly cheap, but it does focus on having ethical diamonds and sustainable materials. So if you want to buy something new and not feel bad, well, maybe Wove would be a good fit. Finally, Wove was founded by West Point classmates, and I do have a small family connection to the American Military Academy, so it was good fun to read about some of its cohort on the pages of TC. And elsewhere in startup land, Sponsor United, one word, a startup that TechCrunch reports is a, quote, software-as-a-service platform that provides analytics data on the sponsorship industry. Now, we like this for a couple of reasons. One, sponsorships are big money. If you've never seen F1, just take a look. And so the company's idea makes good sense to us. It's got enough TAM, you know? And according to TechCrunch reporting, the company just raised, quote, a $35 million Series A funding round led by Spectrum Equity at a post-money valuation above the $100 million mark. So this tells us two things. One, startups are still raising money. And two, they're still raising Series A's at nine-figure prices. C, equity's not all bad news. We bring good stuff too. 
Before we go, a couple of small housekeeping notes. Number one, we are going to have something for you on Friday. What will it be? We don't know. Will it be awesome? Absolutely. Why work during the holidays? Well, we want you to have shows to enjoy. Also, next Monday, Natasha is going to be in this chair hosting this show. She's going to take over when I do go on parental leave. So some trials make good sense. It's been a while since she's done the Monday show, but she's always been the person who does it when I'm out and she is tremendous. She's the best. You're going to be in great hands. I will be back, of course, after I learn how to be a parent, but I don't know when I'm leaving yet because tiny humans don't arrive on a set schedule. So we're going to keep me around until I'm no longer here and then I'll be gone. But that is our show for this fine, frosty Monday morning. Don't forget, you can save money on TechCrunch Plus if you use the code equity at checkout and you make us look really cool in the process. Equity is on Twitter until Twitter is no more. We tweet under the handle equity pod. I myself will be on Twitter until the heat death of the universe. You can follow me. My handle is Alex and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We're back on Wednesday and we're back on Friday with something. See you then. Bye. Equity Mondays are hosted by myself, editor-in-chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovet manages TechCrunch audio products. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.